Anthony Richardson has taken all of the first team snaps with the Indianapolis Colts in the last two practices. Is Richardson on track to be quarterback one in week one? And what's the latest at running back with Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss still out? Well, let's talk about it. Welcome to the Horseshoe Huddle podcast presented by Fan Nation on SI.com, part of the Fans First Sports Network. My name is Andrew Moore, and I'm joined here by my fellow writer, co-host, and analyst at Horseshoe Huddle, Drake Wally. Drake, it's Thursday night. The Hall of Fame game is tonight, so I'm rocking a little Hall of Fame uh, Peyton Manning uh, shirt here uh, to represent uh, PFM and, and his illustrious career and after this show i'm gonna watch some preseason football tonight there's not gonna be very many uh known players playing but hey football is back baby how you doing drake how's your week been it's been a really good week and you know i'm excited for more colts camp on sunday i'm excited to like you said just see football because i think i had this conversation with with uh someone else but there's just no off season quite like the nfl fans that are nfl nerds over every other sport out there have to wait i think it's so it's over in february so you've got march april may june july august september that's seven months to wait for actual football like regular season football so so much waiting i'm excited just to see some snaps happen on an nfl field let's go exactly i think the chat is as well beverly twin life is here how you doing colts nation we're doing pretty great beverly thank you for joining us bradley is here as well so ready for the first preseason action you'll be you'll be seeing that tonight with the browns and you'll be seeing it next saturday uh with the indianapolis colts and and we won't we won't talk about it tonight but uh drake and i have have a little announcement about these preseason games that we'll get to next week so make sure you you tune in on monday night we'll be announcing what that is matthew is here as well what up to you he's ready for football to be back stats matt the third host is joining us gonna have to hurry it up we've got football tonight we'll be sure to be finished by 8 p.m eastern so that way everybody can tune in to the game keon is already asking will jonathan taylor be playing for the colts this season hey man your guess is as good as ours <sighs> at this point but uh we'll we'll see we we hope he is we hope there's a resolution but i don't think it's coming anytime soon the goat logan schmidt is here thank you for joining us and joe camacho the legend Let's himself go. uh good to see you joe we're waiting on patrick the the coo cfo of, of horseshoe huddle to join us tonight <laughs> so while, while we get ready here if you haven't done so already please go follow us on all the things like horseshoe huddle on facebook follow us on twitter at colts on fn and subscribe to horseshoe huddle on youtube hit that bell so you know whenever drake and i are going live whenever shod goes live with the saddle up show because as you guys have already seen preseason is here training camp is here we're throwing out tons of content lots of oh, episodes yeah. here so you're going to want to make sure you're subscribed and hit that bell so you never miss us and if you can't catch us live apple spotify google wherever you listen to your podcast we're on there as well so make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating on there and you can catch every episode of the horseshoe halftime uh as well drake and i have been doing some audio only episodes stats matt wants to be the cio uh for horseshoe huddle it's it, the job's all yours stats matt you you can be the cio as long as you don't miss any more episodes buddy no more taking off for uh, so fish. softball dude come on softball fishing tournaments what's what's up with this guy Kids. Uh, uh, and, and if you guys haven't heard on, haven't seen on Twitter, Horseshoe Huddle's having an event next Sunday, 
at uh i think it's at let me see here grand junction brewing company uh the brewery in westfield indiana at 5 30 p.m so we're all going to be there down there for camp on sunday after practice if you guys want to hang out drink a beer with us talk some colts football uh just have a really good time myself drake jake arthur zach hicks all four of us are going to be at grand junction brewing company uh starting at 5 30 so make sure you come have a beer and, and just just have a good time with us yeah. there so uh logan schmidt wants to be the security guard hey you there you go buddy you're you got you got yourself a it's job fine. as you're, well you're shout out to dsg good bar as well uh and noah compton and as we're talking to that guys if you want your your comments uh, uh feed featured or you want to shout out throw in that super chat drake and i will get to it asap like we always do but i've done enough yapping drake let's dive in to what really matters and that's colts football and of course it wouldn't be right to start an episode without talking about the quarterback himself anthony richardson is he going to be quarterback one like i mentioned earlier to kick off the show anthony richardson has taken all of the first team reps over the last two practices he did miss monday's practice because of that uh, little procedure he had done uh, the nasal procedure uh, to fix his septum everything's all good there he was back to practice the very next day but I know, I know the Colts have been rotating Gardner Minshew and Anthony Richardson, but man, it seems like the farther we go, the more first team reps Anthony Richardson is getting and the faster or the more we're starting to think that Richardson might be starting week one. What do you think, Drake? I think that it's been a telltale sign that they're trying to slowly ramp him up to speed. And look, this isn't even bias. This is just truth you can tell Steichen knows what he's doing. I mean, you can legitimately feel when you watch this guy, the calm, the ridiculous like mentorship that he's able to give to Anthony Richardson, by the way, a quarterback who may need that more than anyone else, just because of the, the lack of experience and the experience he does have as a starting quarterback is with really bad, a really bad team. There's no offense to the Florida Gators in 2022, but they weren't good. And, and so he's got real players around him now, guys who can go up and make catches, get open. You know, Jonathan Taylor's still pending here, but if he plays, you've got literally, like I always like to tell everyone about him, lightning in a bottle right behind you to hand the ball to. So Steichen has just been so patient with Richardson, and he's been able to slowly ramp him up to more starting reps as practice has gone along. I personally think as we continue to watch these practices and especially on Sunday and the next Thursday when we go, Andrew, I think you're just going to continue to see more and more Anthony Richardson and he's going to look a little bit more polished. Of course, he's going to look bad at times. He's a rookie, but uh, you got to really be excited if you're a Colts fan to see him out there with the starting reps that much already in camp. Right. And, and we, what, this is what we've kind of been talking about all off season. Drake is when we said it's, it's really not the physical, the physical he's there. I mean, hell, he was talking this week that just naturally he's gone in the past few months from 240 to around 250 pounds. And, and we've seen that boy up close. He, that it, it ain't fat. That's muscle that that boy is packing on there uh, at, at just the ripe age of 21 years old. But it's, it's, it's not the physical, it's the mental. That's the stuff that, that Anthony Richardson really needs to get down. And what we've heard from Shane Steichen, from Gardner Minshew, uh, from Michael Pittman, Quentin Nelson, even Richardson himself, is he feels like it's all starting to come together. 
all that studying, all of that hard work that he has done, diving into the playbook and, and continuing to ask questions, trying to get those mental reps whenever he's he's able to. It's it's the mental stuff is is coming and coming quickly. We I mean, I mentioned this in my rookie files piece. Again, this kid is Anthony Richardson is very, very bright. I mean, he had a great GPA all throughout his time at Florida. Uh, throughout high school, he had very, very good grades, was taking honors classes. So Anthony Richardson is a bright kid. He's going to get this stuff down quickly. And, and that's been that's been apparent. So it's it was on that mental side. And as long as that keeps progressing as it has been, I'm feeling more and more confident that Anthony Richardson starts week one uh, against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And and as, as you said as well, there's going to be some ups and downs. Over the past couple of days at practice, while he's been taking these these first team reps, he's had some really good moments, and he's had some some not some good, so good of moments. He's uh, had he's thrown two interceptions uh, in this time. There's been some inaccuracy issues, but then you also see the athleticism and and the type of throws that only Anthony Richardson can make. And and today you start seeing him as Jake Arthur was telling us uh, he was live there at Colts camp. Towards the end of, towards about the later half of practice, he was becoming far more consistent, far more accurate with his throws, really settling into those padded practices, which is a good sign. And we've been talking about it. You need to get a guy like this reps, and it's a unique situation. Everyone has been saying, well, Mahomes sat a year, you know, Rogers sat completely different circumstances. Also, they had far more experience playing football at quarterback on a quote unquote high level that is college football so they could kind of sit behind somebody and and not really need to get those reps to continue to get experience they already had it Richardson doesn't have the experience but also he's so raw that you want to continue to get him rolling you don't want him to stop halt and wait and watch that's the last thing that they want and you know that they want to happen and uh, regardless of what people think they've got him on track right now to currently start, in my opinion, I think that this has been the, the the game plan all along. I think it's one of the biggest reasons, if not the reason they brought Gardner Minshew, because he knows the offense and he can help Richardson understand it really well. Because, I mean, this is a guy that's going to have at least, I believe it's uh, four years. His rookie contract was four years. Correct? It's it's four years and a fifth year option. Okay. So, so, yeah. So even if it's, if, you know, hopefully you know, uh, he, he's there long-term, but of course he's going to be with Steichen the whole step of the way, you know, every single time that he's out there every new year, he's going to be with Steichen. So it's been the plan all along to get him out there week one. And so far they've done, in my opinion, a very nice job of doing that. And those live reps are really what matters at, at this point, especially with these past two days. They've also been the, the only two days that the Colts have had full pads on in these practices. And, and in practice, when the when full pads are on, everything speeds up because the players can go out there and hit. The intensity ratchets, ratchets up. So you, you need to have your timing down with your receivers. And that's where Richardson has kind of struggled a little bit. And, and he spoke to this uh, on Tuesday after practice, talking about just the intensity when the pads are on and, and then his timing. And, and this is what he had to say. You know, it, it's definitely different, you know, different from uh, every level. You know, you're playing against the best of the best, you know, regardless of what group you're going with, everybody's out there working. So uh, it's just a matter of getting the momentum down pat, you know, staying locked in mentally, you know, um, you no, know, you're going to have ups and downs, but it's just a matter of, you know, keeping your head cool, you know, calm and collected and just making plays. What is it about the timing of the NFL that made 
You know, it's really the details, you know, uh, the details make up for all the timing, you know, uh, uh, the guys taking, you know, eight eight steps instead of 10 steps on a, on a route and, you know, footwork being in place, being in line. So uh, the details really matter and that what makes up the timing and the time is definitely a big aspect of it. So you got to be on point. So when he's talking about that, that timing aspect of it, I just really love how he mentions the details because at such a at such a young age and and as a rookie quarterback in the NFL a lot of the, a lot of them don't really get that and and it's really good to see again just shows the the head that Anthony Richardson has on his shoulders and how how he's really focused and lasered in taking in the coaching looking at those little details that they're going to be the difference between a completion and, or an interception in the NFL and and I really I'm really encouraged by how he's been really just approaching uh this entire situation and and how he's approaching just being a rookie and trying to fast track himself into the starting role with the Colts well, and there's also been a, a very nice transition mentally for him to just kind of admit, hey, no, when I was in college, I threw based off of my arm strength. I didn't really care about footwork. He didn't need it because the competition wasn't at this level that he's you know, facing now. So he's he knows his limitations. He also knows where he can go. I think that I mean, obviously, he hasn't said this in, in a, you know, answering a question or anything but he understands his his ceiling and he understands it in this offense with Shane Steichen and like you said I, I love the fact that you mentioned he's incredibly intelligent he is a sponge this is a guy that's going to take in everything that he's being told by experts like Jim Bob Cooter and like Cam Turner guys that know what they're talking about so um we said this before Andrew it's the mental and it was all dependent on how much he absorbed and applied and so far it looks like he's heading in the right direction especially the way he's answering those questions and and you're right in that this is a lot different than Florida. Uh, even even he mentioned it going up against the second and third team. These are all professional football players. So, just the fact that that when when you're going up against those those types of players, the when when a player is considered open in the NFL, the window is a hell of a lot smaller than what a player would be considered open in college. And and that's something that he's had to adjust to as well. And and he spoke on that uh, on Tuesday. Um, when it comes to guys being open, you know, it's a tough league. You know, the windows are definitely a lot smaller, but it's just a matter of knowing when to throw it and when not to, you know, not forcing it. Because, you know, if it's first or second down in, in the red zone, the goal line, then you got a chance for the next play instead of trying to force it and be Superman and, and make something work when, you know, there's really nothing there. So it's just a matter of being smart and just learning from Gardner and Sam and just understanding when to give guys the ball and when I, and when I can't give it to them. That's that he just it sounds more mature beyond his years, not trying to force everything in in the red zone, because in these red zone uh, sessions that the Colts have been having, he has taken it and just thrown it out of bounds at times when they're going through first and second down, not trying to force it if it's not there. A lot of times you see a rookie quarterback, they'll panic and try to just especially with a big armed guy like Anthony. Richardson he'll just say oh well my arm can take care of it and he'll try to fire it in there and then a lot of times because of the speed of these athletes you're going to get burned so it's again that maturity is really showing through with Anthony Richardson as as far as what he can and can't do as an NFL quarterback and I, I love that you said that too because the way that he elaborated and kind of went into detail on look you know if it's first down and I know we still have second down I don't want to say okay I think I can throw this and just force it in there because 
that is like you said it's already putting him in year three mentally like year four mentally that's what guys who are starting to get their career rolling start thinking so it's this it's the guys who kind of hit the ground running like your Justin Herberts that understand in year one like look I can't force this in this is not college anymore this is not you know a team that I might have to lift on my you know put on my uh, shoulders and, and take them to the promised land it's a team where they're going to help him it's a coaching staff where they're going to help him it's not he's not absent of a quarterback coach this time you know he's got everybody there and again he understands this too the entire team is tailored right now to him and that's the whole, like that's the whole plan. And like you said, him uh, getting those first team reps already—that's just putting him on the track to start week one and start getting those live reps that he so desperately is going to need. All right, Drake. If you had to put money on it, is Anthony Richardson going to be QB one in week one? You know, I initially was thinking to myself, he's probably going to start week four or five. You mm -hmm. know. Uh, not that I wasn't confident in him, but he's just, he just needs to learn so much, but clearly he has learned at a faster pace than I expected. Um, the Colts are starting to slowly put him in there more and more. And I fully expect him at this point to just continue to, to, to be right here and, and get more and more reps. I think that they want him to start week one. I think that right now they think he's on track. And as long as nothing goes crazy or he doesn't like have a drop in mentality last second or something. I think he's out there week one, man. I I'm leaning that way too, and and I we were both in the same boat. They give him about a month, and then he, he, they'll probably have Anthony Richardson there. The way things are going, would not shock me if Anthony Richardson is starting week one for the Colts, especially if this continues with him taking the majority of the first team reps all throughout training camp and the preseason. It's all about that mental that mental work. If he can handle everything mentally, the Colts are going to put him out there and and try to get him as many reps as possible, so that way he. He can learn during those live games and and so far so good it hasn't been too big for him quentin nelson and michael pittman have both said how he's had such a tremendous command of the huddle and and with him speaking like he is and and the demeanor that he has had through these practices obviously we're going to see more in in the preseason games and that'll truly test whether he is ready or not but the way things are going I would probably lean towards, yes, Anthony Richardson will be the starting quarterback week one for the Indianapolis Colts. So as we move on from Anthony Richardson, the other big uh, uh, topic of discussion with the Colts right now, of course, is the running back situation, especially with number 28 still on the sidelines, still on the pup list. Uh, that trade request is still out there. Uh, the Colts and Jonathan Taylor have not come any closer on, on anything. So as of right now, he's still disgruntled. He His ankle is still hurt. He still has the same look on his face every time we see him publicly. So at this point, we, we've got to look at who else is, is out there. Zach Moss obviously broke his arm on Monday. We talked about that. Uh, so it kind of moves to, to the next man up here for, for the running back situation. And, and really, that, that goes to Evan Hall, the rookie out of Northwestern, and Deion Jackson, who's been with this team for, for a couple years now. And, and really, what we've seen over the past couple days is Deion Jackson has been the primary starting back uh in, in these practices running with the first team offense and evan hall has come in in spurts with the first team and and getting a lot of run in some of the passing situations so 
Drake, it's really if 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 the Colts don't sign another running back, which they 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 might. I mean, Mike Chapel thinks they certainly will, but at this point, Deion Jackson and Evan Hall are running back one and running back two with Taylor and Moss out. Look, the Colts love two things. They like their draft picks and they like building in-house and they mm-hmm. like keeping guys in house. I mean, look at what they've done with Jordan Wilkins. You know, I know he's not on the, the he's not like one of the, the guys now, but I mean they really value the guys that have been building up in the organization. And so them bringing in guys uh, like they did today, I feel like they're kind of saying, holy cow, we trust Evan Hall and we really like Deion Jackson and we feel like Xavier Scott has serious upside more than what we were expecting, that these guys are a rookie, a third year player with limited experience still, and a rookie. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking about a really kind of like the, the quarterback room almost it's pretty thin and it's very inexperienced. And so um, the whole, just to really quick elaborate on the progress with JT um, that I think somebody asked, like if it's negatively affecting Anthony Richardson, we actually covered that. I think in like a previous episode, I think it was Taryn. We, at, at this point, me and Andrew think like, you know, it's, it's probably that it's understood at this point, I think Anthony Richardson probably, I mean, the way that he's talking in those interviews and the questions he's answering, he he's very mature. So I think that he's probably understanding what's going on. Uh, but yeah, I mean, with Jonathan Taylor, it's, it's definitely a different backfield. Um, but I think that Evan Hall has looked great, Andrew. I really do. I think he's had one of the, and we'll talk about another guy who's had a big camp that no one was expecting, but people were excited about Hall. They were like, this guy's a one cut monster that he can leave people in the dust and he's 210 pounds. He's a receiving specialist, but he has really outplayed that fifth round designation. In my opinion, I think he's looked more like a third round guy and he's got, he's starting to mesh with this offense. I think Deion Jackson though, is probably going to have the edge because he's also versatile and he knows the offense uh, or he, he knows the team a little bit more, the organization, he knows the league better. Um, but that's, that's definitely something to look out for, but don't sleep on Xavier Scott either. That dude's right in the hunt uh, with those, with those two others right there that are kind of leading the the depth chart right now. Yeah. Taryn's question is, is really what we talked about for our horseshoe huddle halftime episode yeah. Uh, yeah. that came out yesterday. So Taryn, go check that out for, for our full comments. But, but yeah, I agree. And, and this, the, the Colts have faith in, in their young running backs. I don't think that's why they're panicking that much. Uh, Evan Hall was a guy that, that I loved watch early on in this draft cycle. I thought he fit that, that, that receiving back role perfectly for a Shane Steichen offense. And, and, and was I was lucky, luckily the Colts took him in the fifth round. But it seems Hall and Jackson are both impressing the Colts coaches during this time when Taylor and Moss aren't on the field. And talking with uh Colts offensive coordinator Jim Bob Cooter, uh, I asked him a question on on uh, I think it was Wednesday. Yeah, it was yesterday. I asked him a question yesterday uh in his in his media availability just about Evan Hall and Deion Jackson and the progress that he has seen from these two. And and this is what he had to say. Both guys have had a strong start to camp. Um both guys have had a strong start to camp. Evan Hall obviously a rookie coming in um first first nfl experience in the off season and then you get sort of that summer you get sort of that four to five week period uh you know to get away a little bit but also to to work on yourself to work on your game a little bit to work on your body a little bit um and he's he's come back he's his footwork's crisp he's he's running good routes he's he's making good cuts in the run game he, he's he's really developing uh like i said really good start 
um, to training camp. And then uh, Deion Jackson also has had a strong start, man. It's, he's he's had a few nice runs. There's been some well-blocked runs that he has really hit and, and really, you know, just, just, just running the ball hard, running the ball well, uh, showing some good things in the past game. Both those guys are – are really really doing well for themselves this this first week or two at camp, and uh, hopefully that keeps coming with a, with a bunch of our guys on offense. But uh, both those guys are both those guys are doing a really nice job coming along. So good news out of Colts camp, and and when you're talking about uh, Evan Hall just continuing to progress, that home run ability that Deion Jackson has, Jim Bob Cooter seems impressed, and and it doesn't seem like the Colts are going to panic. But obviously, you'd like them to bring in probably a little bit more depth uh, while this situation's going on, and at least until Zach Moss can return. Yeah, and even if you're being you know a little bit more close to the chest with your draft picks and want them to develop properly. Bring in a veteran, have them learn. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like, don't get me wrong. Zach Moss is still going to be there, but you want a guy who's actually out there also potentially playing with you. So I can understand why they're doing this whole thing with bringing in uh, free agents and and undrafted free agents. But my favorite word out of that was crisp. Oh, I love that word. I love the way that he was like his, his footwork is crisp. I mean, this is a guy that um, I was super geeked when they, when they drafted him because he is a bigger, receiving back i mean this is a guy who still runs downhill i mean he runs mm-hmm. with force he is a running back that is really good at receiving he's not a receiving back in my opinion evan hole is a running back that is very very good at receiving but don't sleep on Deion jackson either he's he's you know looked really good in training camp and he's been with the team for you know longer than these guys have and i think that this is kind of him thinking this is my time to prove you know with jt out all due respect this is my time to prove that i and worth a higher spot on this team and in this backfield. And the Colts are doing their due diligence at the running back position. They signed uh, an Indi- a guy that maybe people in Indianapolis might uh, know of already, a running back, uh, Toriano Clinton from the University of Indianapolis, the all-time leading rusher uh, for the U- for U of Indy. Uh, obviously, I don't know if it's, it's going to make a major impact, but at least it's, it's some depth in, in camp. Well, and also the guy was, I know that it's not your, you know, division one type of talent, but he's an all-time leader at a college in rushing yards. He's 7.7 per carry average, 52 total touchdowns, 4,538 rushing yards. I mean, he dominated. And every, every time we've talked about these guys that are from these smaller schools, Andrew, what do we say? They need to look like they don't belong. Okay, you said that, and that's one of the best things I've ever I've ever heard when it comes to like analysis for scouting. They need to look like they don't belong if they're mm-hmm. in one of those smaller schools, like Titus Leo did at Wagner and whatnot. Well, this is exactly the case with him. So, I like that they took a local kid. I like that they're giving him a shot, and you never know when someone's going to hit. We'll talk about someone else who they didn't think was going to hit, and they're hitting now. So you just never right. know. Yeah, and and the Colts are still doing, like I said, they're doing their due diligence, not just with Clinton, but they did work out three other running backs this yeah. week, according to ESPN's Field Yates, uh, former Baltimore Raven Kenyon Drake, uh, former Pittsburgh Steeler Benny Snell, and then, uh, this is on me, I didn't do my research, but uh, Divine or Devin uh, Ozigbo, uh, they also inter- uh, worked out uh, him as well. So three veteran running backs that the Colts worked out this week. Of those three, Drake, who would you want to see the Colts sign, uh, or who would you be the most comfortable joining the Colts? You know, it, it's 
I would honestly be most comfortable with the most recognized name, and that's Kenyon Drake. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got over four thousand career rushing yards. He's been on some good offenses, and he's had some very he's had some prevalent roles, you know, in his career already. So, I, I think that he's going to be the best guy to sign. Plus, he receives better than the other two. So, mm-hmm. I mean, and Ozigbo is kind of interesting because he barely has any rushing statistics. He's got more receiving, but that just tells me that maybe he's more of a special teamer right now you've got the special teams down okay you're good you need to get the you need to get a veteran running back in here right now at least until zach moss is healthy and see what he can do give him a shot they're out there for a reason they're out on the market yeah if you're looking for more of a a guy that could be like a three down back for you i'd probably go with Kenyon drake uh if you're looking for a guy that's like a bruiser downhill uh more of a, a depth piece then then probably benny snell yeah we'll see if the colts do sign any of these guys um because they're all still on the market we could see a signing within within the next couple days it, it is very possible uh but drake when looking at this running back group as a whole um are you confident or are you concerned with this group? Do you think the Colts have enough at running back right now with, with Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss currently out? Or or do you think another piece needs to be added right now? Well, uh, to the people out there at, that want to answer this question, I'll, I'll post something first. You have currently, I think, probably Deion Jackson leads the depth chart. Uh, yes, he honestly. does. Yeah, I mean, Evan Hall, I, I love him. He does not lead the depth chart right now. It's Deion Jackson, Evan Hall probably Xavier Scott, then you've probably got Jake Funk. I'm not comfortable with that. Like, mm-hmm. it, it just doesn't say, especially, it'd be different if it was a veteran. If it was strictly Gardner Minshew, they hadn't drafted Anthony Richardson, he'd probably work with that. You know, I mean, he worked with a lot of, a lot less in Jacksonville and did okay at times. So it's Anthony Richardson though, you know, and it's looking like he's going to start week one and he needs more reps in training camp. So I I'm a little bit worried. Uh, Scott and Hall and Jackson are just still so inexperienced. Two of them are rookies. Now, don't get me wrong. The guys above, they're veterans in their own rights, but they're not really big solutions. You know, Mm -hmm. the running back room has been plagued by drama and unfortunate circumstances. So you got to get somebody in there with with what they've been dealt, though. The Colts are doing what they can. You got to give them that at least. Right. In my opinion, I, I think I'd definitely be concerned because uh, am I concerned with Deion Jackson and Evan Hall? No, I think they can handle it. Mm-hmm. But it's that depth aspect, the Xavier Scotts, the Jake Funk. So if I favorite me, I was the GM. You go out, you sign Kenyon Drake, you bring him in here and camp, get him used to the playbook. If Zach Moss can return for week one, fantastic great if jonathan taylor is is back and ready for week one you can easily cut ties with whoever you bring in but at this point if you're if you're relying on xavier scott and jake funk to be that that back end of the uh uh, the running back depth chart i'm concerned with that you you need to bring something somebody else in to help out your rookie quarterback while, while this while this whole this whole fiasco settles down and and zach moss can get healthy jonathan taylor can get healthy and back out there um yeah i i, I think a, a running back should be signed and and i'd be all in if, if Kenyon drake uh came to to the indianapolis colts but that's not all i mean i mean we're talking about quarterbacks we're talking about running backs there are other colts on the field doing their thing drake uh so let's let's wrap let's wrap some things up as far as over the past couple days at colts camp here just just some observations uh that we've had and and one of them michael Pittman jr 
this kid looks focused. He is definitely taking a different approach to his contract situation than uh, Jonathan Taylor is. Whenever the, the media or whenever we ask Michael Pittman about it, he says, that's not on my mind. My agent is handling all that. I'm just here to play football. Um, and I mean, I wish Jonathan Taylor was taking that, that stance, but Hey, he's, you've got to do your own thing. It is what it is. Uh, but Pittman out there, you're starting to see that chemistry with, with Anthony Richardson. Richardson has been throwing the ball, him the ball more in these full team periods. Uh, we saw on Tuesday, a real nice 30 yard crosser from Anthony Richardson, right into Pittman's chest for a big gain these two are starting to to really start to connect which could be scary if if these two really start hitting uh michael Pittman could be could be on pace for for a really good year uh and before before i let you give your analysis on that drake we do have a super chat here from dsg good bar uh five dollar super chat really appreciate it buddy thank you so much for all of your support uh they said he says hey guys was amari rogers signed as a vet to help Anthony Richardson with the bubble screen short passing game. Also, your thoughts on cornerback Daryl Baker Jr. Love your work. So we're going to talk about Daryl Baker Jr. We'll little, him. Literally here in a couple minutes. Uh, but Amari Rogers, Drake, uh, the Colts signed him yesterday, former Packers and Texans wide receiver. Um, I, I was a big fan of his coming out uh, of the draft in 2021. Thought he'd be a real nice pickup for the Colts. He has some kick return, punt return experience. Has had some fumbles in the past, but an intriguing wide receiver signing, to say the least. Yeah, and he continues. I actually wrote this in the breaking news piece I, that I put out, is that he continues to be in the trend of that five, that shorter wide receiver that you just didn't see before Shane Steichen made a pit stop in Indy. So uh, he's also 215 pounds at five foot nine. That is that's a lot. So uh, great returning experience. He's done punt returns, kick returns for two different franchises. Um, he understands success there in Green Bay. I think that he could be an very intriguing add to a Shane Steichen offense, given the the way that he's built and kind of like you said, DSG is the way that he could potentially like Downs and McKenzie help Richardson in that short passing game out of the slot. Right, and and I think it's going to be an uphill battle for Rodgers to make the final squad. I think he's going to have to really tough. He's going to have to really impress in these preseason games and outshine Mike Strawn for that wide receiver six. Which, by the way, Mike Strawn again here in the preseason or in training camp, I mean. <laughs> He's making plays, uh, but yeah, Amari Rogers is really going to have to shine to to kind of displace uh, uh, Mike Strawn as that wide receiver six. But we'll see. Again, DSG Goodbar really appreciate the super chat and all of your support. So back to MPJ Drake. What do you think about the wide receiver one for the Colts and, and what he's shown so far in camp? I mean, he's shown at this point that he can do everything. He can be the downfield guy. He can be the intermediate guy. He can be the short yardage guy. And he can play with any type of quarterback. Now he's got consistency with the guy who is going to be able with his athleticism to open up opportunities for MPJ himself. So I love the fact that the chemistry is being established early. You, that is exactly what you were hoping for, but you weren't too sure about because – we were all thinking maybe Pierce is going to stick out, which he has. And that's what makes this all more intriguing is that MPJ has as well, almost as much as Pierce, if not more. So it's just you're hearing that that you're hearing one thing at the end of the day, that Michael Pittman Jr. and Alec Pierce are meshing with Anthony Richardson. That's the one in the two. One is the downfield guy. One's the number one receiver on the team, whether you want to call him a league, a league wide WR one or not. 
he's looking like one and he's going to be one for Anthony Richardson. So you have to love that that's getting established right here, right now. I'm so excited to see Michael Pittman Jr. in that A.J. Brown ex-wide receiver type role in Shane Steichen's offense. I think it could be really good for his career. And if the Colts want to hold off on, on extension talks with, with Michael Pittman and he ends up taking off, I hope the Colts are going to be okay with dishing out uh, quite a few more millions of dollars in order to keep Michael Pittman Jr. on this team. Just just be prepared for that. Oh, yeah. uh, Want to want to give a shout out to Josh Fancher here for for the one dollar super chat. Um, he, and he says give out give a shout out to my man Logan. Um, and he says probably he's probably jacked. Uh, Logan Logan Schmidt. We we always give Logan a, a shout out because Logan's the goat. Great friend of the show. Uh, great person uh, and, and just a just a lot of fun. So uh, Logan from Josh, you're a goat. So yeah, uh, you're a goat, man. <laughs> Logan says who me? Yeah, you buddy. But but my uh but Drake Michael Pittman hasn't been the only uh, wide receiver making plays. Josh Downs, you're starting to see it. You're starting to see Josh Downs come along, making some acrobatic one-handed catches, making some uh, some diving catches, juking out uh, some of the Colts cornerbacks and, and getting free. This is exactly what we expected from Josh Downs, and and he's really showing off. Shout out to my uh, uh, my wife for the super chat as well, the nightly super chat. Thank you so much, Danny. As she says, your dinner is ready, guys. You're keeping <laughs> me away from the Chinese food, but we're going to talk about some. Cold Don't rush call. him. We got stuff to talk about. God. Yeah, we're, we still got a little bit left here in the show, but but Drake. <laughs> I, I don't know about you, but Josh Downs starting to impress me. It's starting to make it harder for for these coaches for that wide receiver three battle between him and Isaiah McKenzie. Yeah, we were talking about McKenzie's going to have the clear edge, probably going to start week one. You know, we were all. I was also thinking maybe Richardson starts starts week four or five. I'm starting to think he's going to start week one, and I'm starting to think that based off of the freaking plays that Josh Downs is making, he's going to have a claim for that week one wide receiver three spot and we've been saying it all all like all year already like ever since the season ended and especially since the draft that this guy is shorter but his route running is ridiculous he's able to be physical with bigger defensive backs and above all else his receiving range is ridiculous for such a short guy he just well if his hands touch the ball it seems like he pulls it in one way or another. So the fact he's doing that already, it just gets you so excited for what he could potentially do with a guy he's already establishing rapport with, like Anthony Richardson. And and the thing is, Josh Downs, his arms aren't overly big, but his catch radius is so big just because whenever, like you said, whenever he gets his hand on a ball, he usually brings it in. It's ridiculous. Um, shout out to Sarah uh, for the $2 super chat. Really appreciate you, Sarah, as always. Thank you so much for joining the show. Sarah says, I'm pumped, and Pittman Jr. and Grover need money would not be opposed to either of those guys getting extensions with the Colts uh, to be some of the some of the best on the team and some of the core members of this Indianapolis Colts group Sarah thank you so much uh, for the super chat uh, as always DSG Goodbar oh mom I'm talking to my Colts friends so that that's a good one good one Uh, but what we're going to talk about who um, uh, who DSG Goodbar wanted us to talk about here Drake let's talk about Daryl Baker Jr. Uh, a cornerback who wasn't on really anybody's radars to start training camp. He has been kind of thrust into the starting lineup because, uh, or starting lineup, I should say running with us, the starting off defense because of the injuries to Juju Brents, to Darius Rush uh, uh, throughout, throughout training camp. 
Daryl Baker Jr. has kind of taken one of those spots, and he's played well. He had a, he's had a, got an interception of Anthony Richardson today. Uh, he's been showing some being locked down on on on. He's had winning reps against Michael Pittman, Alec Pierce. He's been a good surprise, and the more he the more days he continues to stack, the better chance he ends up making this final roster. Yeah, and the thing is, the guy's a—he's six foot one, six foot two, about 190, 195 pounds. So he's a—he's a bigger, more physical type of corner that probably fits exactly Gus what Gus Bradley loves. Yep, exactly. Loves everything about a guy that's built like Daryl Baker Jr. And the fact that he's been on the team last year, it was really hard to notice guys that weren't the starters just because it was such a such a crazy a crazy bad season. But the fact that he is making his way in camp and taking his opportunity and making the most of it is absolutely a joy to see. I know that we were kind of mentioning him like in the depth chart of the cornerback uh, positional episode we did. I put him like right there basically in the immediate backups. And I, I'm very excited to see him doing this kind of work because, like I said, he's he, he's been with the team. He fits Bradley's scheme perfectly. And he's one of those guys you just love to hear about in camp that you didn't really – talk about before so if he can continue this like you said he's got a claim to potentially have some stuff like actual playing time in the nfl exactly and and again i think the colts keep about six cornerbacks daryl baker jr very well could sneak sneak in and be one of those six definitely not out of the question but and i want to bring this bring another cornerback up too because it's it's just very good to see and very encouraging for this defense we talked about him, I think, last episode, but I'm going to talk about him again here because Gus Bradley keeps bringing him up, Kenny Moore the second, and this is just so encouraging to see. Kenny Moore has been, again, lighting things up, just all being a lockdown corner out there for the Colts, uh, and, and it seems like him and Gus Bradley are on the same page. Gus Bradley told us that multiple Offensive coaches have come up to him, come up to Ron Miles, the defensive backs coach, and talk to them about Kenny Moore and how great he is playing and 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 how how many plays he's making in practices. So, again, when you're stacking days like this, it's a, a, of good performances. It's no longer just a, just an anomaly. It's it's creating that momentum for the season and and day after day after day. Kenny Moore is making the plays like Pro Bowl Kenny Moore did in 2021. Drake, that is music to the Colts' ears, especially for this young secondary. And and you just said it with the young secondary, that's the biggest reason is because he's needed so much more than he previously thought. You know, after the whole Rodgers thing happened, he more attention is on him than, than before. And we, like we've said before, we thought this was a thin cornerback room before all that went down. So the fact that this is all working out, Kenny Moore, like I said, may need to have a Pro Bowl season to show the NFL that he is a Pro Bowl player. Like he can't just, just because it was a bad year, he can't have an okay season. No, he needs to shoot it out of the freaking park. And I think that right now he's looking fantastic. And, and we seem to be talking about him every day, which is what we were doing in the exact same training camp of the season where he just took off and had four interceptions in the NFL. So it just makes your heart warm as a Colts fan to see a guy who was really struggling with confidence last year, hitting his stride in Gus Bradley's scheme, a scheme that many thought he might not fit in due to his size and just due to the way that he worked in Eberflus's scheme. It just makes you very happy, especially if you're on the, if you're on the coaching staff for the Colts. 
Stats Matt asks, is there any update of when Shaquille Leonard will be cleared for 11 on 11 in padded sessions? Not yet. There hasn't been an update. Shane Steichen said this is just all part of the plan. Uh, For those that don't know, Shaquille Leonard has been out there for pretty much everything, uh, including seven on seven, except for the full 11 on 11 padded sessions when they're in full pads. When they're not in full pads, Shaq Leonard is out there and, and he's popping people a little bit. But this is all part of the plan. Again, they're still trying to ease Shaq Leonard back into everything, but the fact that he's participating in pretty much everything else, and we're only week two uh, of training camp, I think that's a good sign. So I would say, I would probably say maybe next week you you might see him in there a little bit um, or the week after, but it seems like this is all part of the progression, and before too long, we should see number 53 out there uh, in the full padded 11-on-11 sessions. But Drake, sticking with the cornerback room, they did get some good news. Darius Rush returned to practice today from his shoulder injury. Um, He's been running mostly with the third string just because he hasn't practiced much. Um, And I would would assume that going he would soon go from third string up to second string before then he starts to battle uh uh Dallas Flowers and and Daryl Baker Jr. for force reps on that on that starting defense. Boy, every time we've talked about Darius Rush, it's always been V Dallas Flowers. It's mm-hmm. so good to hear. Now it's a now, now it's a it's a triangle match here, man. It's it's Dallas Flowers versus Baker versus uh versus um Darius Rush. And so the fact that Rush is returning is is just adding to more competition in the cornerback room. The Colts need it. They've got a whole bunch of different kinds of cornerbacks now, but rushes of the ball hawking variety so i really am high on him i'm I'm happy to see him back and as a colts fan you're just hoping that he can get to what makes him such a strong prospect and a steal and that's taking the ball away so the fact that he's returning and now he's got to compete with a guy that came out of nowhere like baker jr that just adds to the to the fun of watching colts training camp and while darius rush returned to practice there are still uh some players that that have returned so i'm going to run through the injuries real quick obviously we we know about zach moss and his arm uh he's probably going to be out till at least week one or week two jelani woods still dealing with the hamstring injury as well as samson ebukam um um, and juju brents and julian blackman all four of those guys dealing with hamstrings Um, but shane steichen did say that blackman and brents uh, are going to be returning sooner rather than later and then when brents does that'll actually be the first time that we're going to see brents in live action in a colts uniform so excited to see that Offensive line also dealing with a couple injuries. Jake Witt uh, has a hip injury, and then Emil Akior uh, has, an, has an undisclosed injury, but it's kept him out of practice. Uh, definitely hurts him as far as not even uh, starting at right guard, but but making the team. I think Emil Akior really needs to get back out there. Um, and then some others on the defensive side of the ball. EJ Speed uh, missed practice with an ankle injury. Liam Anderson had his arm in this uh, sling, uh, a backup linebacker. And then probably the biggest one of all, Drake, DeForest Buckner. DeForest Buckner missed practice, uh, or he started practice today, uh, got his foot rolled up on, and and did not return to practice. So uh, Shane Steichen said he's de- uh, dealing with a little bit of a foot. That's about as much uh, uh, detail as we ever get from Shane Steichen about an injury, but hopefully it's not too serious. I mean, he was standing watching practice, so it's not like he left and didn't come back. Uh, but obviously the Colts defense is much, much stronger 
when number 99 is out there on the field. Yeah, I go on the side of they're probably just being very cautious. It probably was a little tweak, and they said, hey, you're one of our most important players. You just need a couple days or, or whatever, or the rest of practice. Just sit here, stand, watch, and, and uh, we'll go ahead and like wrap up and just make sure that you're good. Yeah, so definitely going to keep an eye on that. Uh, the Colts are off tomorrow, Friday. I think it's just a walkthrough. They'll be back on the field on Saturday. So we'll see if DeForest Buckner is out there uh, or if this is going to take a little bit longer uh, for Defoe to heal up. And 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 we'll just have to see. That gives guys like Adeboare some some reps. Um, uh, Telvin Mc, uh, McKell. Agim McTelvin, I think is his name. Uh, some more reps there, defensive tackle. So it, it gives people gives people a chance to compete while DeForest Buckner's out. But we want to see DeForest Buckner in the middle of oh, that yeah. defensive line. Bad. Um, but Drake, something that we haven't done yet throughout throughout training camp, and as week two comes to uh, a close here. We really haven't updated the position battles uh, for uh, for the Colts here. There wasn't too many that that we had highlighted before camp, but but let's run through some of them and kind of talk about who we think is currently ahead right now. We'll start on the offensive side of the ball with that slot wide receiver. Uh, who do you think is ahead right now, Isaiah McKenzie or Josh Downs? In this moment, I still think it's going to be Isaiah McKenzie just because he's the veteran, but. The way that Josh Downs has been playing, I, I'm starting to think it's fast-tracked in my opinion. I don't think it's going to be as far off as previously thought where he might supplant him. I agree. Isaiah McKenzie has been getting most of the first-team reps, but Josh Downs has been sprinkled in there. I think I'm still on track that Isaiah McKenzie will start to begin the season, and we'll see Josh Downs take over as the season goes along. Tight end group, it's it's been a lot of Mo Alley-Cox in that blocking role. When when Jelani Woods is out there, Jelani Woods is the starting tight end with the running with the ones. And then again, Kylan Granson. So it's those top three uh, have, uh, again, been, been the, the top three guys that we thought all along. Bill Mallory has made some plays as he's working his way back. Drew Ogletree as well. Uh, but nobody has really challenged uh, Bo Alley-Cox, Jelani Woods, and Kylan Granson yet. Yeah, and Drew Ogletree's made some plays just kind of like he did in last year's training camp and whatnot in offseason. But uh, right now, it's still sticking to those three. You're just hoping Jelani Woods can continue to you know, not have any issues with his hamstring or ankle. And um, that's still a battle to watch as that entire tight end group. It could be anybody at this point. <laughs> Right. So when when the tight ends have been out there, Kylan Granson has made some plays. Jelani Woods has made some plays, even more like Cox. But it seems like those three are still locked in as the top three tight ends. Moving along to right guard. Now, right guard, really no competition. It's been Will Fries the entire time. We haven't seen anybody else taking any starting reps at right guard. Uh, so I would almost assume that right guard is pretty much wrapped up. I think it's Will Fries' job, and and I don't think he's really in danger of losing that starting job. What do you think, Drake? It's just apparent that the Colts felt that he just needed a little bit more experience because last season he showed glimpses, especially in the run game, of an absolute beast. He just really needed to shore up that footwork with his pass blocking, kind of got knocked off of his ankles a lot. But clearly the Colts see, see a bright future in Will Fries, and, and they think that he's going to be able to play that right guard position because, like you said, no one else has really competed against him. I tell you what, that offensive line as a whole playing pretty well throughout training camp. They've been holding up uh, a lot better than we saw last season. And I think Tony Sperano Jr. has a lot to do with that. So continue yes. to watch the Colts offensive line. Obviously, we'll see what happens throughout these preseason games and once we get into the season. But 
I'm optimistic about this group and, and especially what Tony Sperano Jr. has been able to do with this group. Quentin Nelson absolutely loves Tony Sperano Jr. He has Quentin Nelson very fired up for the season. And, and when that's taking place, I'm all for it because Quentin Nelson normally doesn't get too fired up. So, uh, that's, that's saying something. Now we move to the defensive side of the ball. Really? There hasn't been too many position battles cornerbacks the big one and there really hasn't been too much of a battle because juju brents has been hurt darius rush has been hurt so the starters have been kenny moore and dallas flowers were in there when they are in their base then when they go to nickel kenny moore obviously goes into his nickel spot in the slot and that's when daryl bakewood jr comes in as the starting cornerback uh Obviously, that will change when Juju Brents comes back. Juju Brents will be worked in. I'm expecting him to be in the starting lineup. Uh, but, hey, it's good opportunities for Dallas Flowers and, and Daryl Baker Jr., and both of them have been making plays. Yeah, and really the battle to watch. I mean, look, when Juju Brents is healthy, like you said, Andrew, he's probably going to be cemented into that cornerback two role, cornerback one on the outside, whatever you want to say. So that's kind of quote-unquote reserved until he loses that opportunity. Right now, it's it's even more interesting than before with Baker Jr. versus Darius Rush versus Dallas Flowers. Cornerback three is going to be an absolute battle to see whoever gets that position at the end of training camp. Exactly. And I, I love it. Competition brings out the best in everybody. So I'm really excited to see how that shakes out in the end. So let's Drake, let's wrap up the episode where we're going a little bit long here, but we'll just kind of talk about, uh, <laughs> the, talk about. The, we'll talk about the latest signings and, and the latest uh, uh, departures from this Colts team. So we already talked about uh, Toriano Clinton. We talked about Amari Rogers, but the Colts also signed USFL standout tight end LaMichael Petway and then offensive tackle Dan Skipper, uh, former Detroit Lion, a massive dude, six foot 10, 325 pounds, immediately becomes the biggest Colt on the team. Uh, and to make room for all of these moves, the Colts waived wide receiver Johnny King, tight end Caden Smith, offensive tackle Jordan Murray, and defensive tackle Jamal Woods. So out of all the signings this week, Drake, which one stands out the most to you? Definitely Dan Skipper, uh, because I, I mean, Amari Rogers, I think is interesting, but LaMichael Petway, I think is just to continue to push the tight end room. I think that's quote unquote, what you call a camp body, but Dan Skipper, you know, with his experience, former starter for the lions, he could actually do something with this offensive line and he could be somewhere on this roster. Same thing for Amari Rogers. Colts love special teams. Well, that's what he's done most of his career. Exactly. I think I think Rodgers and Skipper have the best chance to make the roster. Still Definitely. think it's going to be an uphill climb for both of them. But hey, go prove it in training camp. Go make that decision hard for the Colts coaches and, and general manager Chris Ballard. So we'll have to see. Likely just camp battles, but anything is possible here in the National Football League. And that's our show for this evening, guys. Really, marathon. really appreciate, exactly, a marathon. Really appreciate <laughs> everybody jumping on uh, for tonight's episode. You guys are just excited about Colts football as we are. Want to give a shout out to all of our super chats, Sarah, my beautiful wife, Danielle, Josh, DSG, Goodbar. Thank you all so much for all of the super chats. Uh, we really appreciate you guys' support and everybody else that joined us here tonight. Uh, and if you haven't done so already, please. 
please, please go follow us on all of our social media, like Horseshoe Huddle on Facebook, follow at Colts on FN on Twitter, and subscribe to the YouTube channel and click that bell so you know whenever Drake and I are going live, whenever Shad's going live, because uh, you don't want to miss a single episode uh, or any Colts content. And if you can't catch us live, like I always say, Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you're listening to podcasts, we're on there as well. And if you want to come and hang out with us after practice on on Sunday, you're in the Indy area, come to Grand Junction. Uh, Come to the brewery there in Westfield, 5.30 p.m. We're going to be drinking some beers. We're going to be talking some Colts football. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, um, But as we wrap up here tonight, Drake, what can the people find on horseshoehuddle.com that that you have written over the past few days? Uh, Two things. What what changes the Colts offense could see without Jonathan Taylor? Terrifying thought, but could happen, theoretically. And then uh, I did the breaking news piece where I broke down each one of those three running backs that they tried out. So go check it out if you're curious about them. Awesome. Definitely go check those pieces out. I've got a few out there on horseshoehuddle.com myself. Jonathan Taylor versus the Indianapolis Colts. Who's to blame? I give my thoughts on the whole situation with JT and the Colts, and and I tell you who I think is to blame for this big mess. Uh, Also, I have a piece out there on Anthony Richardson, uh, what he said, how he is feeling, uh, the differences between the college and the pro game, uh, and where just he is in his development uh, as the quarterback, possibly starting quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. And then today just came out, uh, talked to Michael Pittman Jr., and, and what he is seeing, not only only from Anthony Richardson, but just on his contract extension and the different approach he is taking than Jonathan Taylor and and what what this combination of Anthony Richardson and Michael Pittman could be for the Colts, not only this season, but down the line. So make sure to go check all of those out on horseshoehuddle.com. You can follow Drake at D Walster Drake. You can follow me at Andrew Moore NFL, and we will be back Monday night to talk more Colts football with you and talk about everything that we have seen live at Colts camp. So until then, go watch the Hall of Fame game, enjoy some preseason football, and we'll see you, if not Sunday evening in Westfield, we'll see you back here Monday night. Take care.